NRL Fantasy Podcast time. Round two team lists are here. The most important trading week of the season, is it fair to say, Don Brock? Could be, could be. Um, who knows what injuries strike in the future? But, yeah, it's a big one this week. It's um, first time to get your squad in order. If you made some big errors last week, um, a few cheapies have popped up as well pretty quickly. So, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of talking points. I think a few trades have kind of... Um, you know, clarified themselves, I think, after those team lists. Yeah, a couple of guys who are disappointing in round one aren't in the starting side for round two. We'll get yep. to a few of those, but starts off with the Eels and the Storm on a Thursday night out there at Bankwest Stadium. Probably not the um, the high-traffic uh, fantasy game of the round. We've got one change for Parramatta with uh, Marata Nukore back from suspension, replacing Keegan Hipgrave on the bench. No other changes uh, fantasy-wise. Reid Marnie obviously just absolutely sensational, but um, probably not a buy, nor is he in a lot of teams. Yeah, it's one of those rare cases, cases where someone gets 100 you know, in the first round of the season and not that many people are buying him in for round two. Yeah. Uh, just because he's playing in that position, Hooker, where there's a lot of good uh, cheapies, there's established guns that some people have, so Marnie's probably not going to slot into any, either of those groups for people. So, yeah, great first-up performance, though, from him and the Eels in general. Um, I can't see many obvious buyers, despite some good scores from Parramatta last week. Mm. Junior Polo was maybe the best of them, played... Uh, 60 minutes, which is more than he did last year, and got 73, including a good try. Um, Mitch Moses, another one, keeper last year, probably keeper this year as well, 67. Um, any other standouts in that team? Maybe not standouts. A couple I wanted to throw at you. First of all, Isaiah Papali'i mm. off the bench was absolutely monumental, 200 metres, big minutes. Um, don't know how repeatable this is or how if he's necessarily cheap enough to be worth yeah. um, a buy, but... Um, what is he, 545k? Yeah, in a bench roll, a bit tricky. He's been a, a cash cow in the past. Um, I think I had him at the start of, if not last year, um, maybe last year, and then he kind of dropped out of the Warriors team pretty quick, which was a surprise. But, um, yeah, no surprise to see him uh, playing well at the Eels straight away. If he gets into the starting team, he could be a potential keeper on the edge. But, yeah, on the bench still could be a bit risky. It's hard to know how much to get carried away with round one scores. You know, we all do where... You know, someone gets 100 or 60 or 70 and you think you got to, they're going to do that all season and it really happens that way. But, yeah, really good start from Papali. What about just with how bad centres are in general? Tom Opacek, yeah. cheap, 35 points, mostly in base. Yep. I considered him before round one as well. Yeah, the fact he got 35 with no try is very good for a centre. If you can hit 40 points a game um, across the season, which includes some games where you'll score tries and get more than that, then, uh, then that's great for a centre. So 35 in a quiet week is excellent. So if you can keep that up, then he'll be one of the better centres going around. The uh, Storm team, I think he's unchanged altogether. Um, had a few big scores. Uh, Brian Pappenhausen, one of the most popular mm. players in fantasy, absolutely lit up, uh, kicked goals as we expected, kicked them pretty well. Uh, Brandon Smith and Christian Welch, both in plenty of teams, didn't go, didn't fail, but didn't light up either. Um, thoughts on the uh, the Storm lineup? Yeah, Pappenhausen, I think, was close to a must-have. Um, was already a keeper last year with 50 points a game and then picked up goal-kicking this year. The Storm will score a lot of tries, so he'll get a lot of goal-kicking chances and then he had, had a great game two tries as well so uh, high score from him he'll have a few more of those this year uh, a great keeper for your back three the other guys you mentioned yeah Brandon Smith Christian Welch um, a few other those middle forwards people thought may have benefited from Harry Grant being out for a few weeks Duff, and Vanuken being out for six weeks yeah but it hasn't really worked out yet. They've kind of shared around the points, if anything, from the first week. That might change going forward. But, yeah, no obvious standout 
money maker out of that lot just yet. Yeah, and Munster and a lot of teams um, had a decent score, but not a great score considering he ran over yeah. for a try early on. It looked like he was on for a big one when he scored mm. very quickly in that game, but um, pretty quiet after that. And he didn't do most of the kicking either. Jerome Hughes did the bulk of it. Yeah. Um, that might change week to week with the Storm as it did last year. They often shared it around with Cameron Smith taking a fair bit as well. But yeah, so far, Hughes is the main kicker. You know, as the halfback, that's not unusual, I guess. Um, Munster managed 54, would have been well under 50, I think, without that try. Yep. Uh, may have dodged a bullet with uh, Remus Smith, who was in one of my yeah. uh, iterations pre-season. Luckily, I got him out eight points. I thought he might get some tries moving to the Storm. It hasn't happened so far. It might happen later, but uh, yeah, not a good start. Uh, Warriors and the Knights on uh, Friday evening should be a cracker. Um, Warriors team, impressive first up win over the Titans. Um, very nice from them. They've lost, unfortunately, Ewan Aitken, uh, who was pretty handy for them um, for an extended period. Uh, Adam Pompey comes in for him. Uh, a few good scores in the forward pack, um, but anyone worth buying is the question. Yeah, I'm not sure. So Bailey Serenin got 62, Lisa Armour 61. Uh, both pretty you know interesting options before the season started they both scored tries so that helps their mm. scores a lot but um yeah i'm our good points per minute player off the bench um Serenin, i think he he didn't play the 80 so he, he started on the edge and then played a bit in the middle as well so his yeah. tackle count was quite high so yeah potential for those two to be money makers but they're not going to get 60 points every week um when they don't score tries so maybe not buys um Fenua blake had a great game as well but he's not cheap um, in the front row and then what else have they got uh, Harris DeVita got 50 pretty good yeah. um, a fairly popular cash cow option in the halves Toho Harris got 60 which is what he did all last season so rock solid but pretty expensive um, yeah as you say not a lot new in that Warriors team Ben Murdoch Masila was a cash cow option at the start of the season until he got named on the bench and he yeah. only played half an hour didn't score many points so definitely one to avoid would you look at someone like Armour? Like you said, he scored a try, but you take that 15 or 18 points out, it's still 40-plus yeah. points in 40-odd in minutes from a sub-400K player. So some decent signs there. Yeah, his break-even is quite low. He's one of a group of... There's quite a lot of forwards this uh, this week who are in that kind of cheap mid-range price bracket with a good break-even this week. Um, yeah, it's kind of just choosing the right one at this point. And uh, they... Take on the Knights, who also had an impressive uh, uh, first-up win uh, against the Bulldogs in, in pretty awful weather conditions. Uh, fantasy-wise, Jaden Braley, who mm. is in a lot of teams, and rightly so, but I think exceeded all expectations. I think I said pre-season I was kind of expecting a bit of a, a Blake Braley season from him, which is start at 400K and creep up to 600 and then yep. sell him. But if he's going to start putting out high 70s every week, then uh, he'll get there sooner than later and, and be a keeper. Yeah, he'd been a 40-point play before now. We we mentioned in the preseason that he'd yet to play under the six again rule. Um, we didn't think he was going to jump from 40 to 78 points, but um, that's what he did in that first game. Great game, 50 tackles, um, had, I think, a try assist, a couple of line break assists. Two turnovers. Two turnover tackles, yeah. So that's a big stat that's affected um, some of these really big scores in the first round, uh, which won't come every week for these guys, but really handy when they do so yeah 78 points he looks like pretty much must have at this point if you didn't have him already uh quite a lot of good scores for the knights this week daniel sofidi got two tries and 86 points again won't happen too often yeah but um yeah he'll be one of the elite middle forwards i think uh this season the others mitch pierce tyson Frizzell, clamor all got above 60 mitch barnett as well kicking goals got above 60 yeah. um yeah so this all 
you know, they had quite a good win against the Dogs, scored a lot of points, so I don't know how much you can rely on all those scores, mm. but good signs, and also good signs for Connor Watson. He got bumped back to the yeah. bench uh, before kickoff, but still scored 50. And he pretty much just played at 5.8, right? He came on for an injury, Kurt Mann, and yeah. basically had 50 minutes at 5.8, which isn't great, but he managed to pump out 54 points, had a really nice try save, got yep. involved. Uh, named back at lock this week, we're thinking he's probably going to start from the bench again and someone like Jesse Sue is going to come into the, the starting team again? I think so. Maybe, I mean, it might just be a case of his, he wears the number 13 for a while but comes off the bench and plays the bulk of the game. Um, but as we saw last week, that's fine for his fantasy output. He's still fairly cheap and if he can get 50 points or close to it, then he's going to make a lot of money. Bradman Best and Kurt Mann, both named despite picking up Needles and uh, Tex Hoy, something else we talked about in the preseason. Once we sort of got the prognosis on Ponga and found out that Barnett was going to be the goal kicker, he kind of became a bit of a, a no-go and uh, finished up with just 28 points. Yeah, I think uh, not a good option at this point. Maybe I mean, if you've got him, I guess you hold on a bit and hope that he has one of the, a big game in the first few rounds. But um, yeah, I, I can't see him making a lot of money before Ponga comes back, unless Ponga's return date is delayed. Mm. One of the real developing Rivalries, the NRL, the Titans and the Broncos on Friday night um, should be a cracker. The Titans, a little bit disappointing first up, but uh, as we said, I think, on the podcast last week, a lot of fantasy-relevant players. Uh, David Fafita, we only found out after the game, uh, had been in hospital during the week with an infection, still got 60 points in 70 minutes without really doing much, which is great. Uh, Tino Fasuomala-Awi, 41 points, which is kind of disappointing, but it was almost 20 points worth of demerits, so over 60 minutes and about 60 points worth of stuff that he did before he lost any points. So um, pretty good signs for Tino moving forward, really. Yeah, I think the thing to look at if you've got Tino is the minutes played. 64 is quite a lot, especially in round one. Uh, you know, it's still basically summer. The six again rule means it's kind of an exhausting experience, for, especially this game. This is a hot, a hot day. And if anything, you'd think coaches would err towards giving their middle forwards you know, less time, closer to 40 minutes and mm. rotate it more often. But uh, Tino played most of the game. He only got 41 points, as you say, but he's got those attacking stats in him. If he gets scores in the 40s like this and then once in a while explodes with one of those tries, he can bump that average up towards 50 and above. So, yeah, I wouldn't be too spooked if I had him in my team. Mm. Jamal Fogarty just putting up elite keeper scores purely yep. in base stats is yeah. uh, pretty remarkable. Yeah, so as we said in the preseason, he was really good in the run home last season, but um, that coincided with the Titans going on that winning streak for five games, and um, he's kicking goals as well, which is good, but he didn't rely on, on any of that. It was all base stats, as you say. A lot of run meters for a half, uh, quite a few tackles. It was that kind of game against the uh, Warriors, real arm wrestle, and he got a lot of kick meters as well. I think, uh, yeah, close to 450 kick meters. So really good base stats, more than 60 points. He looks like if he can keep anything like that up, he's probably a, a cut price keeper. And uh, AJ Brimson, a disappointing score, but worth persisting with if you've got him, I would say. Yeah, he's not going to score well in losses, but um, mm. they should be better than that going forward. Uh, Broncos, uh, apparently Xavier Coates and John Asiata are both fit to play after um, neck-shoulder burner issues uh, last week, which is great news. Matt Lodge, who is in a lot of fantasy teams, going to miss a, a couple of weeks with a, a low-grade hamstring strain. Probably a sell, just given the options around and his round one score and has to come back and all the rest of it. Yeah, I think so. I think he's the most uh, sold player, most traded out player this week. Uh, and you can see why, yeah, Payne Haas coming back in round four. Uh, Lodge is probably out until around five. Uh, Haas returning doesn't necessarily mean Lodge's starting spots in 
danger, no. but but it might or it might just mean his minutes go down. Who knows? But regardless, you want those kind of players making money for you right now, and there are other alternatives who will make money in the next three weeks. Um, while while Lodge isn't, and Lodge as well, he scored 15. So even when he does come back, his his price rises will be fairly slow. So I think he's a trade out if you can if you can do it. Solid score from uh, Jake Turpin, who could be a bit of a, a cut price keeper. Not a good score for Jordan Ricky, one of the most mm. owned players in fantasy. I noticed he's been sold a bit this week um, as well. But surely it's too early to jump off Jordan Ricky. Yeah, I've got Ricky like most of us, and I'll be keeping him. He had a lot of missed tackles. I'm just trying Heaps to look at demerits. Yeah, yeah. So. He, I mean, he played big minutes on the edge. They got beat by a good team. Uh, he missed tackles. He's a young player. Uh, 10 missed tackles. So that's that's negative 20. And he had a penalty considered as well. So that's 22 points he lost. Um, he's not going to have 10 missed tackles too mm. often. No edge forwards do. Even if it's five, that's still not great. But um, easy to see some improvement there. Uh, his base stats should improve as well. He did have a couple of tackle breaks. So in games where Brisbane win, and they did look a lot better, I thought, in that game than yeah. they did last season. So... Um, they'll get attacking chances. They'll get some wins. I think he's going to improve. I think certainly too early to sell him at this point. Could easily average 40, low 40s, uh, if not more. He's got a, a try in him too, which we saw in the yep. uh, the All-Stars. Uh, certainly was someone worth persisting with. Uh, Anthony Milford is uh, mm. a thing again. <laughs> he certainly is. So, uh, yeah, as we've said, he averaged 54, I think, uh, in 2019 and then was pretty diabolical last year, averaged about 31. So he's very cheap. But, um, yeah, it was just if he was going to get that those base stats back, mostly kick metres. And if you're attacking uh, plays each game, his average could uh, skyrocket back up towards the 50s. And that's what happened last week. Got, I think, 500 kick metres, 52 points. Uh, yeah, looks very... Uh, suddenly kind of solid, I guess, as a player in fantasy anyway. anyway. So at his price, I think he looks quite good. Saturday footy kicks off with the Bulldogs and the Panthers at Bankwest Stadium. Uh, Jeremy Marshall King back from injury in the place of Brad Dietz on the bench. A uh, bit of a switcheroo in the pack. Uh, Corey Waddell, someone who uh, I started the season with, has been benched. Uh, Raymond Faitala Mariner comes into the, the starting side. So Waddell probably a sell just one week into the season. Um, elsewhere in the team... Uh, Avrilo disappointing, mm. but Flanagan was good. Uh, Corey Allen also a pretty shocking score at the back. Yeah, so again, they lost to the Knights in that rain-drenched game. Um, so not a great kind of situation for attacking outside backs, which makes Kyle Flanagan score really good, uh, 69 points. But he had uh, 500 kick metres and a few try assists as well. So a good game from him. But other guys, as you said, Avrilo 20. He, I don't think he ran the ball. I think he had like four run metres or something, which yeah. is crazy for notionally a, a running 5'8". You know, that should be his strength. So I think he's going to improve. I wouldn't panic too much there. Um yeah, Corey Waddell, how many points did he get? It wasn't a great score. 33. I think yeah, he started yeah. on the edge, went to the middle, and then he went off after 50-odd minutes. So he's about sitting on his break even. So uh, his price didn't really move, but now he's on the bench. Yeah, and bench, you know, bench middle forwards can still score quite well uh, with small game time, but bench edge players really struggle. So, yeah, he's probably a trade-out option this week. Uh, anyone else in the Dogs team? We... Jack Hetherington was pretty bad as well. Yeah, I mean, 20... we sort of said last week he's never been a, a base stats yep. guy. He actually got pretty good minutes, though. So Yeah, what's well, close to 60 minutes, yeah. but still only scored 23 points. So, yeah, he'll get chances, I guess, to, um, to, to do some things. But, um, yeah, that score is not great.
Mm. Would we say Averillo worth persisting with Corey Allen probably a trade? Yeah, I think so. Allen, we were never really that keen on in the first place, and he's yeah. not that cheap, so I think there's better options there. And Averillo, yeah, I mean, he's in the centres. If you've got a centre who's not not injured yet, I'd hold on to them at this yeah. point, pretty much. Exactly. Um, on to the Panthers. Uh, speaking of centres, Paul Momorowski, a pretty handy score that was almost a lot better. He, uh, he dropped mm. a try over the line, could have had mid-50s rather than 40-odd. Um, it's an Nathan Cleary show, obviously. Um, almost 100, one of the, the main beneficiaries of the new turnover stat. Yeah. He, he landed three in the end along with 40-20 you know, and try assist and line break couple of busts run meters kick meters just stats right across the board um Apicorosau went off early a disappointing score for him uh, they're probably the main talking points yeah Spencer Lenny is another one yep. um bench middle who uh, got 41 points in 38 minutes uh one of those trade options for those getting rid of Matt Lodge or someone in the middle uh this week still pretty cheap uh good option yeah, Cleary, Cleary's a funny one because you look at his stats, you know, some of these halves where we say they got 500 kick metres or they had mm. whatever, three trices or something. I- individual stats, Cleary doesn't have anything outstanding in that game, but he just scores in so many ways. He had yeah. a 40-20, he had a couple of trices, he had pretty good run metres, pretty good tackle counts, pretty good kick metres, and it all just adds up to, you know, almost 100 points. So if he has a a really big game that's when you get his 120s he could get more than that this year with the turnover tackles as well so yeah those who didn't pick him up as captain now are probably kicking themselves but um, it's quite hard to get him into your team um, if you do have him I think he's set and forget captain now yeah. for the rest of the season at, at this stage um, otherwise in that team yeah Coruscant only got 33 points he got benched I'm not even sure if he was injured or if it was just a strategic thing yeah like he looks he had a, a wrist brace on through the week apparently he's not actually injured but he might have just had a bit of a knock or a bit yeah, of a okay. nickel plus you know round one and everyone yeah. easing back into it get Tyrone May into the game they were pretty much dominating anyway yeah, I think he'll come good in the long run, but um, yeah, not great if you've started with him. He's one of the guys, there's a few of them, um, established, established keepers who struggled this week. Um, him, Damien Cook, DCE, we'll mention those guys, uh, who got quite low scores. So yeah, players to watch in the next four or five weeks, I think, if their price drops, mm. could be right for the picking. Speaking of both of those guys, the Sea Eagles host the Rabbitohs at Lotto Land, 5.30 on Saturday. DCE, as you mentioned, uh, actually retrieved his score. He was on mm. almost single digits at half time. He had a heap of missed tackles in the, the first half. Uh, Dylan Walker, who I think we're pretty down on, uh, did not a lot stats-wise at yep. the back. Jason Saab, a cheapie, and a few teams also did um, pretty much nothing. A single-digit score there. Lachlan Croker in a lot of teams. 80 minutes at hooker for 24 points. Uh, it's almost impressive to do <laughs> score that badly in 80 minutes. But uh, it's remarkable. Yeah, the one the one positive sign was was bench forward Andrew Davey. He got 32 mm. in in 35 minutes, uh, and he's been promoted to the starting team this week. So, yeah, he's uh, suddenly a good option again. A lot of us had him in the preseason expecting him to start, which he didn't, but now he does start, and we haven't got him, which is a little annoying. But, um, yeah, a trade op- option this week or next week, his price won't skyrocket or anything too much just mm. yet. But, um, yeah, he's only started twice in NRL games and got 50-plus uh, scores in both those weeks for the Eels last year. So... Uh, very promising from a small sample size so far, but all the signs are good. Um, Croker, yeah, so Cade Cust is in on the bench this yeah. week for Manly, so he'll almost certainly take some minutes off Croker. If Croker scores 24 in 80 minutes, what's he going to score in 40, 50 minutes? Yeah. It could be bad, so I think he's a trade option as well. 
Absolutely. If not now, then, then next week. Yeah, Cust, I think it was three tries and maybe three try assists in, in reserve grade. So yep. um, he could be taking the, the bulk of the minutes, if anything. Uh, Davey, I'm, I, he was in my team the whole way through, like from the first time I made a team through yep. to round one team list, he was there. And then I saw him on the bench and I, I made a switch, which was, the I mean, I think it was the right move. Yep. But yeah, now he's in the starting side. 32 points in 35 minutes mm. last week. He, he actually looked really strong, really dynamic. Yeah. I thought he was one of the, the Manning guys who really sort of lifted and, and had a go. So um, I can't get him in this week, but anyone who is selling a, a lodge type, I think he's a good trade-in option. Um, they take on the Rabbitohs. Plenty of talking points here. Um, Team-wise, Josh Mansour dropped mm. for uh, Jackson Paulo. Not hugely fantasy relevant, but certainly interesting. Uh, Keon Kolomatungi, almost exactly the same as Andrew Davey. Yeah in my team the whole way through the off-season, was in our starting side in the round one team list, then bench for round one, get him out of your side, and then round two, there he is back in the, the starting team. Yeah, so Jacob Host, uh, it's his spot that is gone. I think uh, Host is out of the 17 altogether yeah, this week. Yeah, down to so reserves. He only got 26 points uh, last week, has been a pretty mediocre fantasy scorer in the past. Um, it really makes it simple for you, I think, if you've got Host, then trade him probably for Kolomitangi, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, Komatangi is still only available in the middle forwards, isn't he? Because he, yeah. if he played last week, he probably would have been made your position. But Correct. he's missed the boat there, so he's going to have to wait till round six to get DPP. But um, yeah, host definite sale. Komatangi, interesting buy option, I think, at this week. He could wait mm. and see. Yeah, um, Maybe they'll switch things up again, but um, you have to assume at this point Komatangi stays. Yeah, a guy who was not in my team all through the preseason, <laughs> but ended up in there for round one was Latrell Mitchell. I just yeah. had a little feeling he was in for a, a big one, and then um, yeah, against Melbourne just exploded. He had one of his career high uh, run meters. He had eleven busts, try try assists, just absolutely monstrous. Uh, Eighty four, I think he finished up with yep. from about a half mil price tag. So not expecting that every week, but um, based on that, it's good signs for this year. I was a big doubter of Luttrell's uh, fantasy prospects this year. I thought he'd be better, but I thought he'd be 40 points a game better, not you know 84. And yeah. The first week against Melbourne, I mean, maybe he does average a 40 across the year rather than this monster score. This could be a standout, but the signs are very good. He had, I mean, he had 41 points in the first half, I think, without really obviously doing that much. He had a few breaks, and, mm. uh, and his run meters were way up. So that was the thing last year. His running yeah. game you know, he could set up tries. His passing was good. Once in a while, he, you know, ran over somebody, but he didn't get that involved. He didn't run the ball as much as you know, Tedesco's or uh, Tommy Turbo's or all these kind of guys. But uh, against Melbourne, he really got involved quite a lot and 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 was great. So you know, scores like that suggest he can be one of the elite three or four winger fullbacks this year. At the very least, he's going to make a lot of money. Um, it's going to kick his price up quite a bit this week and then in the next few weeks if he gets some more pretty mm. good scores. I mean, the, the one um, counter to that is he did have two or three really good games last year. He did it against Melbourne as well. Yeah. Got a score in the 60s and then the week after he got a score in the 70s against the Titans, I think, where he looked great, which is when a lot of people snapped him up and then he didn't score above 50 again, I think, all season. So... Um, he can, you know, go up and down depending on, on I don't know. It, it's hard to predict when he's going to have a big game. But, but as you've said in the preseason, he looked great in the preseason, um, looked focused, fit, and uh, and played great. So yeah, so far so good. And uh, worth mentioning, Damian Cook, uh, a pretty mediocre score by by his lofty standards. Is this just, is this just the new Damian Cook? The the running game is not going to be as dynamic. He's working a yeah. bit more on his game management and his passing, and we're not going to see those 120 meter eight tackle bus games from him anymore. I mean, who knows? It's one game against the premiers, yeah, in Melbourne. Um, 
we we can, as I said at the top, get a bit carried away with round one scores. Um, if I had him, I'd be holding him. Uh, I don't have him, so I'll definitely be interested in buying him in you know five weeks or something if his price plummets as long as he starts getting his regular scores again at some point. So mm. uh, he's averaged around 60 or above in the last few years, I think. So I think he's going to come good. But, uh, yeah, not a great start. Mm. Shout out to anyone who, for some reason, started with Jai Arrow, who busted out 74 points in about 45 minutes. It's Off not something edge. I saw coming, but uh, super from, uh, from Jai Arrow. Score. Yeah. Um, Cowboys and the Dragons uh, on Saturday evening. Cowboys pretty much steady as she goes, despite a, um, a very ordinary performance against the, the Panthers. Absolutely error riddle. I think they might be unchanged, if anything. Yep. Um, yeah, Tal Malolo, we cautioned all through the, the preseason, stay away from him, his minutes are going to drop. Yep. Um, even with the reduced minutes, his actual work rate on the field was uh, stats-wise pretty poor as well. So uh, he's an urgent trade-out, I think. And fantasy-wise, is there anyone there you'd be looking at? Not buying, no, I don't think so. Michael Morgan had a good score, 50. Reese Robson, 59 as well. They did a lot of defending in that game. And both those guys made quite a few tackles. But, uh, yeah, Tal Malolo's the big news. You know, even aside from fantasy, he was the big news out of that game. Um, yeah. Doug Payton had a bit of a shot at him in the post-match presser as well. Um, yeah, 33 points, uh, not great. 70 metres. Uh, he almost never gets less than 100 run metres. Mm. You know, normally closer to 200. Um, they didn't have the ball that off that much when he was on the field, so I think the possession kind of affected him a bit, but even then he didn't have make the tackles to make up for it. So, yeah, really concerning for him so far. Again, probably a great one to look at in six weeks or halfway through, this, halfway through the season if he gets a lot cheaper because he has been a keeper in the past. He usually is every year, but, um, yeah, pretty slow start from him. Val Holmes as well, stuck on the wing. We said it was a no-go last week and 23 points, not a great start. Yeah, it remains the case. Uh, Dragons team, Corey Norman comes back from suspension. Adam Clune uh, drops out. Um, only the, the one real change. Any fantasy interest... McCulloch scored well? Yeah, a little bit. So McCulloch, 64 tackles was the most in the comp last week. 67 points. This is kind of what you would predict if you if you went for him. Um, mm. Scores almost entirely through tackles, but he makes a lot of them. So yeah. that's okay in games that they lose. And, you know, they might get a few more losses this season if Sunday was anything yeah. to go by. Um, otherwise, uh, Ben Hunt got 70. That kind of came out of nowhere in a, in a loss as well, but... Mm. Good start. I think the fantasy... Um, cheap forwards. Yeah, cheap forwards is the is the main thing this week. So Daniel Alvaro is a good option. Yep. Very popular. Got... 40 points, I think. You've yeah, got to upgrade in less than 40 minutes, I think. So uh, very promising there. Furu Maono was the other one. So named at lock. Uh, available in both forward positions. Um, good price. But none of us knew if he was going to stay there or actually mm. play at lock. They had Josh Kerr on the edge. How are they going to swap? Um, they've stuck solid with the team this week. So so I guess he's going to stay there for a while. I yeah. Don't know. I mean, his problem has always been his utility value yeah. and the forwards around him. And does he go to an edge? Does he go to the bench? He can play in the centres as well where he scores terribly. A bit of a Mitch Orbison issue. Yeah. Mm. Um, but if he's going to keep the starting lock role, I mean, much like Orbison, if you knew he was going to be 80 minutes in the forwards yeah. every week, you'd probably keep him, but it's the utility that hurts him. So what was it? 44 points in 59 minutes, 36 yeah. tackles, uh, eight points in run metres, pretty much all base. So, um, yeah, him and Alvaro, I think, both tempting um, this week. Yeah, both really good numbers so far. I wouldn't be shocked if their roles changed going forward, but 
you know, so far so good. Uh, the other negative, I guess, from this game was Jack Bird, a really popular option, and True. only got 13 points. First game in a long time, year and a half or something, so... Um, had a lot of missed tackles. I think he'll get better. I don't know if he'll be worth it necessarily, but mm. he'll be better than 13 points. I mean, his price is going to go down before it goes up, but once it does bottom out, he, he has been a real tackle buster in the past. Yeah. He's, uh, when he went to Brisbane the year before last, I think it was, uh, made some early money before he hurt himself just basically from, from busting a lot of tackles. Yep. So, um, yeah, his, his defence will get better and um, his running game will get better. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I can see a case for selling him now, but I can definitely make a case for buying him uh, down the track as well. Yep. Um, the Sunday afternoon game is the West Tigers and the Roosters at uh, Campbelltown Sports Stadium. Good news. Dane Laurie keeps the fullback spot. We thought it was going to happen, but until you see the team list, you're a, uh, a little bit concerned. So Mbai goes back to the bench. Uh, Adam Dewey moves to the 5-8th roll. A um, few fantasy talking points from this one. Uh, Jacob Little scored well. He's in, should be in every team really, but uh, that was a good sign. Um, Luke Brooks, who's in quite a few teams, actually started off, I don't know if he played that well, but he, a little bit like a, a Cleary light, he, he racked up stats in quite a few areas, yep. a couple of turnover points as well. Um, Joe Offenghawi, a bit of a mid-range forward, certainly outscored all expectations as well, so a bit to uh, unpack there. Yeah, it's one of those things, a lot of time fantasy coaches want NRL coaches to do certain things to suit their fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> And invariably, that doesn't happen. And the Tigers is one case where it's it's happened. Um, Moses Zembai <laughs> has been spoken of a lot about, you know, will he, he'll be a bench utility or whatever. And he never really plays that position. But finally, they've got this rookie fullback who looked great in preseason. He looked great in that game as well. I was yeah. pretty confident, you know, during the first half of that game that Laurie was going to keep his spot at fullback because, you know, he was a real standout in that Tigers back line. Uh, and he has, uh, yeah, Dewey to six, Zembai to 14, uh, by on the bench might affect, as you said, I think, Little's minutes yeah. a little bit, but it doesn't really matter. Most of us have got Jacob Little. He's still very cheap. Scored well last week. He'll make a lot of money. Even if he doesn't play 80 minutes, I wouldn't be too spooked. Um, but yeah, Laurie, the big one, most popular player in fantasy, will probably get more popular going forward. Yeah, um, yeah Brooks looks really good so far, fantasy-wise. And Offengawia, you got him as well. So Yeah. A great early pickup, I think. I don't think he's going to get close to 60 points every week. Two turnover points, two yeah. turnover tackles in that, plus a, a few busts and offloads late on. He actually had a long rest. He was on, what, mid-30s in less than 30 minutes in his first spell, then he was held back until inside the last 20 minutes. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, he's got all his points in the first stint, and then he got some real uh, junk time busts and offloads late on to, to boost up to 58. But uh, I don't think he'll get that moving forward, but pretty happy to yeah. have started with him. He only played 43 minutes, which is kind of, I mean, probably close to standard for a, mm. a front rower. You could get a bit more more, but um, if he's going to score at you know a point a minute or better, then mm. it doesn't matter. I mean, if their team runs out one to seventeen as their name, they've gone from three mm. bench middles down to two with Embai and Talau uh, both on the bench and Russell Packer dropping out. So that could be good for Offa Hengawi. It could be good for um, Stefano Yudakamanu, who's in yep. quite a few teams as a cheap. He didn't get huge minutes, and what was it, low twenties? I think. Yeah, I think twenty three, which is you know not great, not terrible. Um, yeah, hopefully his minutes and I guess output improves going forward for his own. They take on the Roosters. Uh, Jake Friend is out uh, for at least this week after a head knock. Freddie Lussick comes in. Uh, Victor Radley and Sam Beryl's not quite back to playing yet. Nat Butcher starts for a suspended Angus Crichton, Mm. which is very... Irritating news for both you and I and plenty yep. of other fantasy coaches out there. Uh, Drew Hutchison takes the bench utility role from Adam Kieran. The 
relevant part of that, I think, for the Roosters is that Kieran's a, a sharpshooter on the goals and Hutchison is not. Mm. Um, you're a Takiyahu owner? I am, yeah. So he kicked four goals. He only played, again, like 45 minutes, I think, in that game. Um, the, yeah, the middle forwards at the Roosters tend to change around their game time quite a bit mm. week to week, so he could get a lot more this week, especially if there's no other uh, good backup mm. goal kicker. And Tedesco, I think, had a couple of shots and... <laughs> And Proof that he's not going to be yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So if it's a close game, I think they're going to want a good goal kicker on the field, which might help Takiyaho a little bit. Yeah, Crichton's a, a, a real frustrating one. We talked him up quite a lot in the mm. preseason. He'll be one of the top two or three edge forwards. He's also available in the middle, which is really handy. Yeah. You know, if those people have Lodge or whatever, you can move him, uh, Crichton, to the middle, theoretically, except that he's suspended. So, yeah, only one week. I think he's, I think he's definitely a hold. Ideally, if yeah. you can do it, a he's lot a of season-long keeper. That's what if yeah. you started with him, you've bought him to thinking he's going to be in your squad for twenty-five rounds. Yeah, the one possible exception is those people who want to get Cleary in who don't have Cleary, and Crichton's the only way to do it. I still think try to avoid it if yeah if you can. He's one of those guys. He's I mean he's probably going to be the best edge forward in the game. So you're going to want to get him back at some mm. point, and it's a real waste to trade somebody out, trade him back in. But um, yeah, so maybe trade him out for that reason. Otherwise, just put him in your reserves this week. Just on the middle minutes, um, Lindsay Collins are a huge score and really good minutes, good base stats. Yeah. Uh, Hargreaves off the bench, he's been named again this week. I think Trent Robinson mentioned that Hargreaves had had a pretty limited build-up um, and, and restricted training heading into round one, so that's why they sort of yeah. left him there. Obviously there again this week. I don't know what the plan is moving forward. There's a chance that um, you know Hargreaves starts, Collins comes to the bench. Like you said, that they can switch it around a bit. Takiyaho might have a 60-minute week. Yeah. 60 minute game one week and 40 minutes um, the next week so I'd probably caution getting too carried away on Lindsay Collins but um, there is upside there if he's going to play that sort of a role moving forward yeah certainly he's not that cheap so it's a little dicey as you say but um, yeah the Roosters I wouldn't be surprised as you say if their if their roles change week mm. to week even the, the who the bench middle is might start one week or not you know Crichton himself was a bench player for a fair bit when he first went to the Roosters um, yeah. yeah so that that could change across the course of the season. Lachlan Lamb, we'd have to check the tape, but I think I said in the uh, one of the preseason podcasts yep. that I felt like his big scores in the past have come a lot at, at hooker. He's come on after 10 minutes yep. when Friend has had to go off and played 70 minutes at hooker, and he was probably going to be a, a low to mid 30s scorer in the halves. Only one round in, but he uh, he got pretty much no attacking stats despite a, a huge win for the Roosters and, and scored in the low 30s. Price didn't really go anywhere. I. I think he's worth persisting with if you have him, but it wasn't the ideal start. Yeah, there are more urgent sells this week. Um, but yeah, 31 points is not what you want if you've got Lamb. I think his price went down, if anything. So yeah, you're going to need 40s, ideally mid-40s from him. Uh, and so far, it doesn't look like that's necessarily going to happen. Kiri did most of the kicking, most of the playmaking. He's obviously the most experienced half of that team. Yeah. Uh, Kiri got 60 points himself. He's never really been a fantasy, a big fantasy scorer, but no. this might be his year. Who knows? Uh, and also Sam Walker, uh, again, starred in uh, New South Wales Cup on the weekend. He's, he's tremendous, in yeah. the reserves this week. I don't think he's going to play this week, but you know, that shadow is going to be hanging around Lamb all season and mm. Walker could, you know, be promoted at any point. Well, Kieran out for, what is it, six or eight weeks. So even if it's not this week, Walker could come in in that exact sort of bench yeah. utility backup goal kicker sort of role because he was kicking yep. uh, goals in New South Wales Cup as well. I don't think we've even mentioned James Tedesco this whole time, but hat-trick and 75 yeah. points. good start from Tedesco. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the whole theory about he never starts well... Uh, 
was disproven. Yeah. I think it's been disproven before, but yeah, great start. And uh, one to have, if you haven't got him, I guess you have to wait now until he's cheaper, but it might yeah. happen. He has had one or two dodgy round one scores, but it's not like his price ever tanks 150 grand at the start of a year or whatever. So yeah, um, yeah one to, to try and get in sooner than later. The Sharks and the Raiders finish off the weekend on Sunday evening. Uh, Sharks are a handy win over the Dragons. Um, Jesse Ramian out for three weeks for a pretty shocking tackle on yeah. uh, Matt Dufty. Um, who comes in for him? It is Maweni Harodi comes into yep. the centres. So, um, fantasy-wise, Chad Townsend, I know you were bullish on in the, the preseason. He, as, as you predicted, he got all the, the kick metres and the goals and a, a decent score. Matt Moylan, who we talked about, is probably someone who's going to make a bit of money if he stayed fit has done that so far, a score close to 40, and uh, price moves have started to go in the, the right direction. Yeah, both those halves did did really well fantasy-wise. I mean, they played well in the game as well. Yeah, Townsend did all the kicking, kicked goals well, um, also hit a few sideline conversions, yeah. uh, got close to 60 points, and Moylan 37, uh, which is you know great for his, his price. He's priced in the low 20s, so you just want scores in the mid-30s, and uh, he did his job and, and scored well. So... Yeah, both those guys are looking good if you pick them up. Um, not a lot else happening, I think, in that team, fantasy-wise. Yeah, just I mean, Will Kennedy had a good score, but a couple of tries in that, so I wouldn't get too carried away. Yeah, he played really well, but um, much yeah. of what his role is going to be going forward when Johnson comes back. Yeah, that's true. Um, the Raiders team is pretty much unchanged. I think it's unchanged, it yeah. It is unchanged, yeah. So Jared Croker is still out. Seb Chris, a yeah, second game at centres. We cautioned off him just due to his uh, job security issues. But if you do have him um, getting another game, is handy, although I don't think he scored much in round one. Um, not too many great scores for Canberra across the board, I don't think. Hudson Young was um, monstrous on an edge and uh, could it be set for a real breakout year. I think we mentioned in the preseason he tended to score well in the middle last year mm. but not on the edge but uh, put that to bed in round one he, he did score a try but he was great otherwise as yep. well yeah so 77 from him uh, bad for those who were planning on getting CHN in a few weeks certainly for those who bought him and expected him to come back in the team mm. that looks increasingly unlikely you know if anything he'll come off the bench when he is uh, available to play um, Tapanay got a score in the 70s as well uh, a lot of tackle breaks George Williams got 60 uh, kick some goals as well so probably you know kind of one-off scores for those guys but we'll wait and see how they go Bailey Simonson is in a lot of teams mm. as kind of the the one token cheap winger available although David Mead actually was the better one in hindsight yeah Quite great for the Broncos but yeah Simonson didn't do much got 24 points not terrible for a, a winger but mm. you hope he gets amongst the tries earlier in the season sooner rather than later. He had a few pretty handy sort of tackle bust heavy scores back in 2019. So once he warms up, yep. um, certainly could uh, get some scores as the uh, the season goes on. Um, anyone else? Josh Hodgson, I know, is in a few teams. I think we said a few times to, to steer clear. Yeah, he's not really a great fantasy scorer. And I don't think it's going to happen this year. And as we've said, there's a lot of uh, good value hookers with Braley and Turpin and Little and these guys. Yeah. So, yeah, stay clear. And our former fantasy legend Ryan James returns yeah. to the field after two years out. Fantastic to see him powering over the stripe for a try in his uh, his comeback and his, his club debut. Yeah, uh, highlight of that game, I think, uh, for mine. Uh, good fantasy score as well, 47, I think, yeah. off the bench. So, yeah, very good start to Ryan James's uh, Raiders career. Not a buy yet, but maybe chuck him on the, uh, on the watch list. Absolutely. Let's get into some questions. Um, starting off with Jack Atchison, who simply says, I trusted you with Brian Kelly. Why? <laughs> 
because we can't predict who's going to get injured every week. Exactly. Unfortunately. Very sorry. I think Kelly still will be a good scorer, but he's out for is it three weeks. It's only three or four weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's probably you're probably going to need to sell him because I don't know how many backup centers you're likely yeah. to have. But he got 30 in pretty much all base. It wasn't a, a terrible start, but yeah, unfortunately, going to miss a few games. Uh, Dylan eighteen fifty is trading out. Uh, Matt Lodge and uh, Jacob Host, which is good moves. Which two should I get between Tyrell Fulmayono, Andrew Davy, Keon Cormatangi, and Daniel Alvaro? Yeah, this is it. I'm going to have to really drill down on the numbers this week. I haven't looked that closely yet. They all look pretty good options. Yeah. To be honest. Um, uh, firstly, you want depth in every position, so whatever position suits those guys are a mix of middles and edges. I think Davy's on the edge, Fulmayono's in both. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Fumo knows I'm still a little concerned about his job security, but yeah, who knows what they're going to do. Um, Davey, I think, is likely to hold that spot. Him and him and Klamatungi are in the same position, really. They've earned starting spots on the edge this week. Mm. And Avaro will be a bench forward all year, I think, but if he gets close to 40 minutes, then, then that's fine. Mm. Have you got favourites out of those? I mean, price comes into it as well. Alvaro is just so cheap still, yep. whereas Colomatangi and Davy are both sort of what pushing up towards 400 yep. now, mid, mid to high threes. Um, Davy, I just really like. You know, it was 32 points in 35 minutes on the weekend. He actually sort of really had a dig for Manly. Like they were getting smashed. Even like by the time he came on, they were, they were yep. pretty much out of the game. But he, um, you know, he played really well. 32 and 35, 250 plus scores in his two starts for Parramatta last year. Um, could really nudge north of 500, 550 in the next sort of six or eight weeks. I think he keeps that starting spot. Jack Gajewski, um has played middle. He's played centre. He's one of those sort of all-round utility players. Whereas Davies an out-and-out edge. He's kind of a bit more dynamic. He's got an offload on him. Mm. Um, I assume Des has liked what he saw last week. In, you know, given you know the, the way the team went for him to, to roll his sleeves up. I, I feel like that spot's pretty safe for Davy moving forward. Yeah, Davies the one out of those four who I wouldn't be surprised would become a keeper this year. You know, getting fifties more regularly. The rest, yeah, it's hard to kind of see happen. Komatangi, I was big on in the preseason as well, but more as a money maker. So yeah, as you say, Alvaro the cheapest. I guess it depends what you want. If you want money, Alvaro is the cheapest, and you can work around that. Davy with potential big upside scoring mm. for a for more flexibility. They've all got their uh, their strengths. Yeah, I like all four of them. I don't think yeah. you go too far wrong with any of those four. Uh, Joel Walsh writes in, is Happy Coruscant would drop only 48 minutes then made way for Tyrone Mays? Is going to be a timeshare? I don't think so. I, I would expect him to play 80 more often than not. It, it's round one. Um, I guess, as you mentioned, it's a game they were winning pretty easily when he went off. So I think it's kind of a one-off, but, you know, it's guessing at the moment. Um, yeah, I think he's a hold for now. Yeah. Yeah, just I, I, I would never have bought him in the first place. I think no. there's so many cheap hookers around, but but he could easily get back to if he's anything like what he was last year, which was 60 points a game. Mm. Um, he may have been the highest scoring. No, he wasn't. There were a few others who are not playing anymore, but he was up there. Yeah. He could, with no origin, he could you know outscore Damien Cook this year. If you've got him in your team now, chances are there's someone out of Jaden Braley or Jake Turpin or one yeah. of these guys who you don't That's have, true. in which case you could make one trade, free up 300 grand and not hurt your scores. Yeah. I'd I mean, almost do it, I think. Yeah. I mean, if you're missing, exactly, one of those guys who are borderline must-haves now, Braley especially, then, uh, yeah, that's worth a trade. Question from Yikes on bikes I hadn't thought about, but will uh, Moses Leota's minutes pick up? He played less than Spencer Lenny. What do you see happening with the rotation there? 
I was kind of expecting 40 minutes each from those guys, maybe a bit more to Leoto. I'm a bit surprised, but yeah, Lenu, because he's cheaper, I always thought was the better option. Yeah. Uh, happy bonus that he got more minutes, but um, yeah, Leoto, I don't think he really has the upside. I mean, I think he's going to improve maybe five points a game, whereas mm. Lenu could go 10 or more. So yeah, that's why I was never big on Leoto in the first place. So yeah, not an urgent sell, but mm. I think there might be better options. Leota looks like being exactly the same player he was last year, which is a, roughly a PPM for 30 to 35 minutes. I think he's an impact guy. I don't think he's ever going to be a huge mm. long stint guy. He's he's doing pretty much the same job he did for them, um, just at a different part of the game. Whereas Leniu, he's more dynamic. Like Leota's got those real stinging carries, but Leniu's got a bit of footwork, a bit of an offload. Um, yep. Not that we saw a heap of that, but he's had what two tackle busts, breaks, yeah. two tackle busts and one offload or something like that. Um, so yeah, 41 in 38. He actually went off with about low 30s next to his name, and I thought, oh, that's not bad. And then he came on for the last yeah. 10 and, and pumped out a bit more, which was a, a nice surprise. So um, yeah, pretty similar to that going forward, I think. Yeah, I mean, you can never be sure about these rotations based on one game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, going forward, I think there's better money makers elsewhere. Question from Johnny Leary. Um, it seems all the questions are going to be about Colin Matungi. Well, plenty of them were. Uh, get him in for Matt Lodge, or does Fulmione have more upside, or spend a bit more to get off a Hengawi? Um, ideally, which one's going to make the most money? Yeah, well, we covered the first two of those guys a little bit, I guess. Offhand Gowie, what are your thoughts? You you had him, we talked about him a bit. Yeah, I um, I just I made a real late panic trade on Thursday afternoon <laughs> in round one to bring him in. Having it's, not, it's great when they work. Yeah, <laughs> they they frequently don't. I hadn't really looked at him all through the off season. Then I was just doing some late number crunching and thought, just looked at how bad his scores were last year, but how how good his PPM was the the year before, and thought, well, if he gets you know, 50-odd minutes. He's, I think he's priced in the low 30s. He could easily go to, to low 40s, um, which makes him a you know a useful buy. I mean, starting with a 58 is pretty out of the box. I wasn't expecting that, and I don't imagine that will uh, continue. But, um, yeah, I think he's probably going to be a handy pickup. But he is a bit more expensive than those other guys. So money-making-wise, of those three, I don't know. Colin Matungi, maybe, if he plays 80? Yeah, yeah. I would expect he keeps the spot, but again, kind of guesswork. I don't know. It's one of those go with your gut kind of situations, I think, yeah. with these guys. Um, yeah, often Gary did only play 43 minutes again, so yeah. it's going to be hard for him to get those kind of scores regularly, but again, that could that could change going forward. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd probably, I mean, you're going to have probably making two trades this week, so if going for a cheaper option frees up more money for the other trade, then, then do that. Yep. Uh, Ryan Burgess writes in, um, he's not panicking just yet. Good to hear. Um, as a Jacob host owner, do I hold for a week since he's been dropped to the reserves? If I trade who for, um, will Lachlan Croker's minutes drop with Cust on the bench? Good to have you lads back. Good to be back, Ryan. Yeah, not really good news for Ryan though, I think. I think host, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Croker's minutes will drop and I think uh, host is probably a sell. It's not a great sign that he's yeah. played one game, dropped out of the entire 17 uh, for round two. Um, hard to see him coming back in a significant role uh, for a long period of time. So I think he's a sell, and I think Croker is very close to a sell as well. Yeah, I mean, you could give 
croak is cheap. He could give him one more week and hopefully, I mean, maybe with the lower minutes he can use his energy a bit more when yeah. he's out there and miss your tackles and do a bit more running. Maybe and, jag a try or something. Yeah, I mean, Roosters money. smashed them. All he had to do was tackle and he, and he missed a few. So he might he might get a better score in 50 minutes than he did on the weekend in yep. 80 minutes. But, um, yeah, I think ideally a sell. Uh, Kernbox writes in, should I panic about Apicorosau and swap him out for a Braley or a Turpin? Yeah, so this is the case where he hasn't got either of those two guys. I think, yeah, they're probably... Tur- Turpin had a pretty good score, 53. Yeah, I mean, it's an excellent score, but there's been a lot of really good scorers this week, so mm. it doesn't look as good as it would in isolation. But uh, Braley, really good score, which is a good sign in it itself, plus it's going to mean it's going to really speed up his price rises in the first few weeks. So I think Braley's must-have. Yeah, absolutely must-have. Yeah, If you've got um, got Appy and you don't have Braley, just flick the switch I think save money get more points yeah um, Nick Hudson very uh, familiar question at this point but Lodge to Colomitangi seems obvious dropping Croker for another cheaper guy in any position who's the best out of Spencer Leniu Fulmeo Alvaro Davey or someone else I'm missing there is a bit of a theme isn't there yeah. in questions any uh, of those guys I think any of those guys good yeah yeah. Um, Paul Burns, is Freddie Lussick a must-have? Also, I didn't get Cleary first up, hoping his price would drop. Do I find a way to get him now or wait? It's good we get a question about Freddie Lussick. Uh, no, it's a strong no for Lussick. Hard no, yeah. Hard no. So uh, they've got Sam Verrills coming back from injury in, I think, two weeks, one or two weeks. Um, yep. Who is another really cheap hooker, except one who's performed really well already in NRL level. And if Jake Friend spends a lot of time on the sidelines, then I think Verrill's going to be probably a must-have cash cow. So, uh, yes, wait till he pops up mm. rather than getting Lussick. Also, as far as we know, Friend could be back in two weeks He could weeks be back in two well, weeks. So. Like most um, yeah, certainly not a must-have. Yep. Brendan Thomas is, uh, should I hold Lachlan Lamb or trade to Milford? Uh, I, I like Milford a lot more than Lamb. Yeah. Um, I, th- I thought Milford's upside was a lot higher in preseason, and based on what we've seen so far, he looks a lot better. I don't know. I mean, you are using a trade. They could end up both being good cash cows, in mm. which case you've a trade for nothing. Um, Lamb's not an urgent sell, but I, I do suspect Milford's going to be a better scorer. Just his base stat. Like, he's, he gets so many more kick meters. Lamb's yeah. never going to get that alongside Kiri. So Lamb's relying on attacking stats, and Milford can match those as well. So, uh, yeah. If nothing else is wrong with your team, I don't mind that trade. Yeah, uh, I agree. Alessandro Taloka, would you sell host or lodge first? Probably both this week, really. <laughs> I mean, lodge you could keep, but you have to factor in he's out for three weeks. He'll take at least another, I mean, probably six weeks to max out his price. That's a long-term investment for a guy who's not going to be a huge scorer. Um, so that's why most people are selling him. And I think host, uh, I mean... Host might not come back, or he might never yeah. start again this season. So he might come back on the bench and play twenty minutes, which is worse because then he'll he'll go backwards. So yeah, yeah, I think host definite sell. I think Lodge probably sell as well. Yeah, uh, Paddy Sheriff took a punt on Corey Allen trade for Latrell now or hold off. Oh, do it. If you can do it in one trade, then absolutely do it yep. this week. Um, that is all the questions on a very long podcast for round two team list. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to our sponsors, DoorDash. Uh, we will be back next week to discuss the uh, round three team list.